For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. USAA Insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 204 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am Lee Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I'm joined again by Shaq and Zoe. What up, fellas? What's up? What's up? What's up, D. Corey C. What's up, Corey? What's up, D. I love family. All right, guys. So after the game, as soon as the game ended, I get this notification from one of the sports alerts. It said Jackson State routes Texas Southern for a third straight win without Deion Sanders. So I'm looking at the phone like, uh, did they watch the game that I just watched? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> routes. Right. Then I thought about it. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that they pulled away at the end, you know, got the extra touchdowns and made the score look good. But watching that game for three and a half quarters, it was anything but a route. Man, I'm so glad that I'm already bald because I would have lost some hair today, for real. <laughs> yeah, man. You and me both, bro. I was highly, highly frustrated uh, watching this game. We are so much better than what we showed, and it had nothing to do with the opponent at all. Mm-hmm. Self-inflicted wounds, and we'll we'll get into all that. But you know, at the end of the day, teams are gonna are they're gonna come to play against Jackson State, so we can't shoot we cannot shoot ourselves in the foot. We have to bring our A game, and we can't look at the opponent's record. We can't say they haven't won. You know, they haven't won these many games, or they're out of the contention. For a lot of these teams, this is the Super Bowl that they're getting up. And this was before, let's be clear, this was before Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, came to Jackson State. That just added to it. That magnified it. But throughout Jackson State history, we've been that team on everybody's schedule that they were going to get up to play. So if we make mistakes, you know the other teams are going to be ready to capitalize on it, regardless of their talent level. Oh, yeah, all facts. You know, you, you, you look at some of these other teams' previous games before they play us, and you see that some of them are mistake prone, some of the mistakes that they've made throughout the game with turnovers and such. But when they come play us, it's almost like they they aim to play that perfect game against us. 
um, because it, I mean, obviously they get up for us because of who we are. But you know, for the most part, uh, I'm just happy we we pulled out the win. I don't like I don't like the ugliness and and the way the game looked throughout the first and second quarter. But I was glad that they pulled away at the end in the fourth quarter. But you no, know, in years past, and you've talked about it, Shaq, on previous shows. Oh, and Zoe, you've talked about it. You talk about it all the time. Years past, we would lose these games. Oh, yeah. But for me, oh, yeah. I, I know we kind of joke about it, but at the end of the day, I wasn't I honestly wasn't worried. I, I was I wasn't happy with the way we played, but I never felt like we were gonna lose the game. And this is the first time in years Facts. that I can say that. So we we you know, we're gonna talk about the ugliness, but let's give this team credit for week in and week out facing adversity, taking the team's best shot, and always coming out on top. Oh, without and, a doubt. May I, may I add, Corey, we're doing it without Coach Prime, which is huge. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 head captain of the ship is, is nursing an injury right now, and the team has had to step up and find some intrinsic motivation uh, to keep them going, um, to be effective in these games going forward. And for them, for them to do it three days, three games straight, I gotta, I gotta give them shot. I gotta give them a shout out and kudos for it because it's, it's hard to go in, and at the, at the heart of your schedule, you're going in and you're trying to clinch, you know, um, the East Championship, going to the Swag Championship, uh, and Championship game, excuse me. And you got all these teams gearing up for you, and we're doing it without the captain of the ship, you know, as he, as he, um, as he nurses the injury and comes back from the surgery, or any of the complications that he had with the surgery. So. Kudos to the coaching staff and for the players for finding some internal motivation to try to keep them going. Well, I really feel like this game, uh, more so of these, uh, this little block of three games that we played without him, this game showed, it reared his head the most of his presence not being there. Facts. Um, this game, um, there was a void with him not being there. Um, and it was glaring. Not only that, there was a void in, in the in the crowd as well. Like the team wasn't juiced, the uh, the crowd wasn't juiced. It's almost it was, like it was flat. It was, it was like flat. it was almost like the crowd played down to the opponent, mm-hmm. in, in a sense. But this game was the perfect thing and the perfect challenge that we needed at this time of the season. Uh, Shador picked his. It's going to sound like an oxymoron, but he picked a fine time to play as a freshman. But the beautiful thing about that is he played ugly in the first half, but he overcame it. And we talked about it. He always does. We always talk about you know this team in general. You look at the, the eye test. It's not the team that you are expecting. We talked about the defense, how it looks like they're giving up all these yards and, and bending. But then at the end of the day, when those final stats come in and we look at the final numbers, I mean, Shadur 25 or 41. 305 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He did yeah, have man. that fumble. But, again, <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, there's not much more you can ask for from him. No one's going to play a perfect game. And Shadour, I'm pr- pretty sure he's harder on himself than anyone. But at the end of the day, he continues to find a way to get it done. And, and again, to have a true freshman, for us to face all this adversity, and for me personally to never be worried, I always expect when when we go down, I always say, okay, well, Shadur is about to drive us down the field and lead us to a touchdown. And he does it just about every single time. And to add to that, Corey, as well as you mentioned on a, a show or two prior, was that, you know, when the commentator said, you know, hey, this kid reminds me with his escapability in the pocket like Steve McNair. Well, man, he had about four of those today. I mean, he's backpedaling. You're like, what is he doing? And slings a touchdown out of nowhere. And it's a strike 
you know, uh, on, on, on multiple pass attempts. Like I said, he grew and got better as a quarterback today with this game. Um, uh, so I'm not going to really just go on all onto him because there are other players that stepped up today as well. It was a total team effort. We we went at the bed the first half, made some adjustments, a la what we've done all year. But we also, you know, I, I really feel like everything in this game was self-inflicted by us. Uh, when it came to the 21 points that we given up, it was solely on us being out of position and missed tackles. Because if penalties we're in position, also penalties is aided drives as well. Yeah, because if if we're in position and we make those tackles, that's a that's a shutout. And 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 yep. we all know we score forty one. We all should do Mr. Wide open touchdown. We had the two wide open touchdown. Yeah, two wide open touchdown. Had the fumble on the goal line. That's three touchdowns right there. We're, we're literally talking about almost putting up sixty points today. And, and again, and that, and that was despite all that, we, we still, again, final score. If you didn't watch this game, and I know we didn't get as many views as normal because the game wasn't on ESP, on the ESPN family of networks. It was on the JSU Sports Network. So for those observers or those SWAC fans, HBCU fans, football fans who didn't watch the game and they just saw the final score and they look at the final numbers, again, it goes back to that notification I got, Jackson State routes Texas Southern. So that's what it looked like at the end of the game. Yeah, it, it, and for those that viewed the game, you saw an ugly first half with us having some self-inflicted wounds. You saw us come out of halftime still flat, still trying to, you know, reassert ourselves in the game. Kudos to the coaching staff for pulling it out. I don't like ugly wins like that. Um, I especially will go ahead and acknowledge, for the most part, that we definitely miss Prime on the sidelines. We miss his presence, we miss his energy that he brings. We miss the overall crowd excitement that's generated from his presence. So, Coach Prime, if you're listening, get well soon, man. We can't wait to have you back. Definitely want to have him back. I mean, that's that's a given. And, you know, you, you both have mentioned it. It was just the atmosphere was just a little bit off today. I, the players seemed a little bit off Shadur. You know, he looked off. I don't know what it was about the energy or the vibe. But, again, to pull this one out just goes to show, I mean, it's, it says a lot about this team, honestly, and it's a testament to their talent level that they've been able to pull out pull out every game without Coach Prime. But, I mean, it's tough. To, that's a challenge that I, don't, I think not many people are understanding how special what they're do, able to do. And when I say special, just to win these ball games without the coach. Because yeah. if you think about it in any industry, in any situation in life, any profession. So let's talk about profession. On the job, what happened when the boss is out for a day? productivity starts to decrease employees tend to slack not all employees some are going to step up but for the most part the overall productivity of their company tends to slack when the, right. when the ball when the big boss is out now imagine if the big boss is out for an extended period of time three weeks oh, it's, in a a row. it's a party it's a party party okay and these are adults i'm talking about yeah <laughs> okay so imagine these are still kids playing football these are young adults that we're talking about playing football all right in the classroom if the teacher's out, what happened? Shaq, we took classes together. Oh, you, <laughs> know, you already know it is. <laughs> we were hoping Look, the teacher would It's, it's called up. a 10-minute rule. 10 minutes, kind <laughs> exactly. of roll. I'll see you later. <laughs> okay, so when we see that substitute walk in, mentally, you you take a break or you tend to slack off when the, when the, when the, person, when the person is not there. So imagine if your teacher isn't in their classroom for three, three weeks in a row. I can guarantee you the overall productivity of their classroom is more than likely going to suffer. T- students are going to slack. So, again, just – I know we want to go out and dominate and and blow these teams out, especially these lower tier teams, but I'm just happy to get out of this three game stretch going into Southern 
being three and zero, regardless of how ugly it is, we're still eight one on the season. We're still undefeated in conference play. We're still on our way to reach our goals. So you know, kudos for these guys to these guys for pulling it out. Almost yeah, definitely, indeed. there's there's no way possible. Uh, I'm going to feel bad about being eight and one. It was a ugly win, but so I'm good. Absolutely. And so let's talk about, so let's get into some of, the, some of these numbers. We talked about Shadur, but shout out to the running game. We got it going. And we had two backs almost both go over 100 yards. We had J.D. Martin falling just short, 12 yards, 94 yards. And of course, Pickett, he had a huge day, 14 carries, 104 yards. They both had 50-yard TD runs. So it was exciting to see the running game get going a little bit. Yeah, it was refreshing um, to, to you know, to Peyton Pickett to come out on the opening drive. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we end up with about 74 yards rushing on that first drive. Um, and when's the last time we scored on the opening drive? I think we haven't, we haven't done that since, uh, I believe, Alabama and m I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, we've had these slow starts, right? And that's been notorious these past three to four games. And we come out fast this week. I mean, we'll come out fast and then we hit a low. But on top of that, you know, to see Peyton Pickett, you know, get the runs that he did. And, you know, kudos to J.D. Martin, because if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe J.D. Martin even got into the game uh, to get a carry until almost close to halftime. Yep. He caught the he caught the pass. He, you know, he played. He caught the pass, you know, in the uh, in the first half. But I don't believe he got his first carry till almost toward halftime. And for, for him to still follow up with 100 yards and also to put the nail in the coffin, that was a beautiful run. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best runs this season. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and you love to see that because this is a confidence-building game for him. You know, I love him off the edges as a change of pace back. I think him and Peyton Pickett definitely give us our best one-two punch in the backfield for us to be productive with the running game. And also it's because J.D. Martin is a viable, you know, last last um i guess last set or secondary option coming out the backfield on screens uh as you saw in the in this game as well he got loose on a couple of screens um in this game too so you know um great you know for the for the most part you said it you said it correctly so they came out uh, with a sense of urgency you know scored on the opening drive um almost scored again um uh, when Shadour he missed a tight end wide open in the flat going in for the touchdown you know those things happen but I guess shortly after that, you saw the momentum shift uh, when we missed that field goal, and you kind of saw the guys get a little bit, a little bit defeated, um, mm-hmm. and, and they kind of got, you know, sidetracked and started making some mistakes after that. But Jackson that's the way that's the, way the game straight goes, after I mean, that. with the momentum swings. But we were able to, you know, capitalize on that in the second half and and, and pull out the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas Southern scored 14 straight after that. They definitely uh, gained some momentum. That was a kind of kind of a swing in the game. Uh, but I want to go back to one thing you said, Shadur. You said he missed a tight end. That was actually Daniel Crowell. He looked like a tight end. We were like, oh, we were I talking thought about it was that a tight end on that one. A lot of people thought it was a tight end, but well, for, for starters, we hadn't seen him all season. This is his first game, so no one was expecting him. A lot of people weren't expecting him to play. I knew he he'd be available, but yeah, man, he, he's a big dude, man. Shout out to Crowell. Get back, get back into action. I mean, he was, was he was wide there. open in the flat, man. I, I know, know he wanted that one. He's, Come, he's been itching to get back out there, so I know he wanted that score. Coming coming away from that play, you know, I sometimes forget that Shadu was a freshman, and that happens. We all do. We all, we do. all do. Because it it happens so rare. I mean. You, when it happens, it looks strange. You, you're waiting on a flag or something right. because <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like it's you know it's normal. Yeah, 
<laughs> but it happens. And I was telling someone that, you know, especially in the first half, it just seemed like he was off. You know, he had the, you know, he, he missed a couple guys. He had the fumble. And I said, the thing about it is that all these things are happening all in one game. But mm-hmm. but he, he he rarely does these things. But imagine if you would have spread out these these little mistakes that he had in this game against Texas Southern. Imagine if you would have just spread them out over the course of the season. It wouldn't be as glaring. It just happened to take place all at once. But, you but, know, again, he's, he's been phenomenal. But the good thing about that is, like I said, he, he did. He struggled mightily. He picked the, in my estimation, he picked the perfect game to play as a freshman. But also to recover. And, you know, again, he could grow from this. I mean, he was we were able to win the game, but he had his freshman game the ninth game into the season. So so let me stop you right there. So it's funny. You're saying he had his freshman game. But, again, I hate to just harp on stats because I know the game is, has is a lot more than stats. Stats can be mis- misleading and things of that nature. But you say he had a freshman game. He was 25 out of 41 for 305 yards and three touchdowns. He didn't throw an interception. <laughs> That's not a freshman game. I know it. That that is a a game that that's if you played it, that, that's a swack conference player of the year, definitely player of the week. But you know, if you do that each week, week in and week out, that's you're the player of the year. Yeah, yeah. But but the thing with Shadour though is that this is a new JSU and this is a new caliber of player. So the expectation for Shadour is not the stand the same old standard swack player. We have high expectations for Shadour, and had he met and you know not played the way he played in the first half. Imagine what his stats would have been and what his completion percentage would have been. He would have been through the roof. We're talking I about agree. national player of the national player of the week, not just swipe player of the week. I agree. So let's change how we're defining this or how we're describing this. Is it a freshman game? Because and we'll talk about Andrew Body. That was a freshman game. Wait, wait, Zoe, wait, Zoe. You know, throwing throwing the ball. That that was a freshman game, but. That wasn't a freshman game for Shadu. That was just, a, let's call it a subpar game. <laughs> because if you take, ask any coach in America who has a freshman quarterback, they'll take that week in and week out, and that'd be a great game for them. Oh, no no doubt. That's well, that's pretty much what I'm saying. It was a subpar come, going by his standards. I'm only going by the standard that, he, you know, the way he's played thus far up until the season. And it was a very un Shadur standard. Okay. Uh, it was very un like that first half. And that's you know, what happens when the, when the expectations are so high when he plays quote unquote subpar. Exactly, exactly. We, we're calling it a freshman game. Exactly. Well, I'll, I'll take that from my senior quarterback. <laughs> Be exactly. honest with you. Exactly. Absolutely. Shout out to Keep Corbin. He keeps getting it done. Nine catches for 111 yards. I mean, he's just Mister Reliable. And you know, we we talked about missing Warren Newman. Going to be so happy to get him back in the Southern game. But Keep Corbin has definitely done his part to pick up some of the slack. Weidman as well, man. He struggled early. It just seems like he just was out of it. it wasn't planning having a typical Weidman day, but he finished strong, ended up with five grabs, and he had two touchdowns total, but he had one huge touchdown that gave us a little bit of separation that we needed. Shout out and welcome back to Shane Hooks, who's been out with a or who's been also nursing an injury and who was finally able to come back in his game and make his presence known. You can tell that um he was ready to eat. You know, came out aggressive, and uh, I like that Shadur tried to find him early in the game with a couple of quick slants, tried to just get him in a couple of comebacks as well, tried to just, you know, get his confidence and rhythm back in the game so that he can, you know, be the playmaker that we all know he is. So welcome back, Shane. And it's funny, Corey, you you mentioned um, 
Malachi Wyman's performance with the drops is almost mirrors Shador's performance uh-huh. in a sense. Uh-huh. You know, he set this expectation of uh, you know, of, of how he's played, and now to see him, you know, struggle in the first half, a la like Shador, but then turn around in the second half and get those two touchdowns, you know. Go back and look at it, those two drops that Malachi had prevented him from going over the century mark this game. Also, yeah. let me add this. Uh, Malachi didn't even play the first three games. So as it stands right now, he has not, he leads the swag with nine touchdown receptions on the season. Wow. And, he had, this first, game. And, and, and I believe first. he, uh, I'm unsure of the, how many catches he had in this game. Five catches in this five game. Catches. So, so he's hovering around 25 catches on the season with nine touchdowns. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. We let's talk about the defense as well. You know, we this is like a recurring theme where it looks like the defense is is vulnerable that week. First time a team has gone over twenty one points. We talked about how a lot of it was self inflicted, but the defense again when it came down to it and we had to keep Texas out of the, out of the end zone and when it was time to put the game away, the defense did what it was supposed to do. Man, I, I know we're gonna sound like a broke record. Um, and Shaq, let me just say this, man, James Houston. Play possessed in the second half. Man, the, the fir- man and, is a monster. In the first half, you know, and I have my gripes with, you know, we were out of position quite a bit in the first half, and we missed a ton of tackles. We made the Texas Southern running back look like he was in a Hall of Famer, but that was to no fault of our own. We were out of position and missed tackles. If we're not out of position, don't miss those tackles. It's a shutout today. But needless to say, hey, we're going to the we're going to halftime make these adjustments, and I think somebody must have just really tore into James Houston because he just lost his mind in the second half. I don't know if you guys remember seeing the hit when he called that fumble when we needed oh, it. That, oh, my that, God. That, that was an undertaker blow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's almost like he made his mind up because we had just lost – we had just given him the ball back. That was right after the fumble, right? Yeah. No, that was right after um, – that was right after the fumble, I believe, by mm-hmm. uh, Santee Marshall. Which okay, shouldn't have exactly, been a fumble. Exactly. Because they, they so, stopped this forward progress and the ref was supposed to blow the whistle like that. Okay, but but bottom line, it was after the fumble. The momentum could have been turning. And it seems like he just made up his mind, you know what? No, we're just gonna give the offense the ball back. <laughs> and he forced fumble. His second fourth fumble on the day. I mean, the guy's a video game. Oh yeah, man. And and that sealed it. That pretty much sealed it. And you that that sack, that sack took the life out of Texas Southern, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe them seeing him come off the edge like that and to see body just get, you know, body, I, I won't say dismembered, <laughs> but man, they had to, body. I mean, it, it, that, that shot hurt me. Mm-hmm. I grabbed, I grabbed my chest when he got hit. I exhaled. Yeah. I mean, it's just every week for James Houston. So we come again, we talk about these guys giving us high expectations he's another guy that we expect so much of him and he continues to deliver. He continues to impress. But again, Texas Southern, they, they put up 21 points. As I stated, they had 259 yards rushing 43 carries. That's six yards a carry. They had a running back go over hundred yards, almost hit the 200 yard mark. Owens was 23 carries for 198 yards. So they did some damage on the ground, but Mr. Body, Mr. All everything, true freshman body. Who's a dual threat leading the team in passing, leading the team in rushing. He got it done a little bit on the ground. But we held him to 79 yards through the air on 12 or 28 passes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal for the defensive effort, especially knowing what Andrew Body was capable of coming into this game with the previous success that he's had against some of the other teams, you know, running the ball and passing it. But I like the fact that our secondary shut him out um, and shut the pass down. 
What I don't like is the amount of rushing yards that we've continued to give up for the third week straight. And some of this can be attributed to us being out of position and being disciplined. But honestly, and, you know, if I'm being really, really pragmatic about all of this, I believe Coach Prime's presence has a lot to do with that as well. Well, let me let me add to this. We gave up a lot of rushing yards, but again, it's noted and we all can see it that it wasn't a performance issue to where this offense did this to us. Let me state the uh, let me state that again. We were out of position and we missed tackles. So we so the thing is, is that you know we had the right defense call, had the right personnel call, we didn't execute that for the first time um this year. And so also coincide with that, we have our best passing game defense performance of the year. And 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 Shaq, I can't underestimate this and I can't uh downplay this is what I meant to say, because all we've heard leading up to this game, oh, Andrew Body, he's the you know, he's one of the best freshmen in the conference. You know, he's uh some even say he's the best freshman quarterback in the conference. I, I've heard it myself. Oh, and hey, we haven't faced this type of quarterback, you know, the goal post, goal posts keep being moved. So this is the best th- dual threat that we'll face this year. And if we'll go to the stats, yeah, he did okay running the ball, but he got 79 yards passing. And I'm like, this, this is both, this is Shadua's competition. Now, granted, I know when I say that some people will say, you know, well, Shadua was facing this defense and he was facing this one. I don't, I don't care about none of that when we, when, once the ball is in play again, he has 79 yards passing. We haven't had that good of a performance all season long. 12 out of what would you say, Corey? 28? What percent? What's about the 28? 79 yards. What, what, what percentage is that? Because that's under, it's under 50%. It's under 50%. Under 50%. No touchdowns with 79 yards. I mean, I'll take that and with the 200 yards rushing because that doesn't match up with what we like to do offensively anyway. Because bear in mind, their defense was not the reason why we missed out on all those of the points that we left on the field. That was solely on us. So if we're going to give up, if we happen to give up 200 yards rushing and we hold anybody else to under 100 yards passing with our offense and our defense, I mean, I can go ahead and book my room to Atlanta now. And this is this is the first game that we've given up that many rushing yards. So it's an anomaly. Yeah, it's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And and may may I add this? You know, we're we're nine games into the season, and we've had some good highlights from some of the games this season. We've had some low lights with us still coming out with the victory. But may I add, I still don't believe that we've played a complete game yet. We haven't. We've had some good highlights over the course of the season and you know, some good blowouts that we've had. But Coach Prime, you know, stresses playing smart, fast, tough, and disciplined, winning every quarter um, and every half, and, you know, and executing and dominating. Dominating. You know, and and we, we've dominated a couple of teams on our schedule, but for the most part, I think I've come away from every game, you know, feeling like, you know, feeling like I'm lacking in certain areas in execution of some of the games. And, you know, this game is no different, but we still come out with the win, and no less by 21 points. Well, Shaq, let me say this. You know, for years, for the past seven years, I've uh, after the games, I felt like there was something lacking, and that lacking. Notice that L <laughs> at the beginning of the word lacking. We had an L <laughs> after a lot of those games. So yeah, it was a lot lacking. Facts. So it's, it's, it feels a whole lot better to feel something lacking than be eight and one. 
So at the end of the day, I, I'll take it. It, you know, I'm, I'm sure the coaching staff feels the same. They're always, like you said, they're stressing dominate. They're stressing the four pillars. Uh, but at the end of the day, this team is right there where it needs to be. Still have our goals right there in front of us. And we heard from Coach Flea. He talked about some of that after the game as well. That's up to the coach. And then the staff and realized we got to make the adjustment. They came out and, and had a great game plan. You know, they're usually throwing the ball around with a quarterback with body. And they came out with an option deal, and we had to make adjustment to get it stopped. We struggled at first, but the coaches did a good job as far as making adjustments. TC on offense um, did some things as far as moving the ball, scoring it. Made some moves with JD, putting them in. But the message was just, you know, just the discipline. You know, the penalties, sloppy play. We just had to get back to be fundamentally sound. We just got to do some house cleaning, some soul searching. Because this part of the year, you can't start the game off with the penalties, you know, the big plays. Uh, we're in the red zone several times, not coming out with points. So we gotta, we got to fix that. We're chasing greatness, man. We know we're trying to create our own le- legacy. We're trying to control our own destiny. And this is the part of the year where you do that. So, yeah, as always, you know, there's some things that they want to clean up. But, um, again, I know they're happy with the results. I know they're happy with where we are. Coach Prime called in Rob J during the game, and, you know, he seems to be in great spirits. I know he's itching to get back out there. We're ready to have you back out there. Two regular season games left. I think we're going to finish strong. And, uh, guys, the goals are right there. I know I've said this, but the goals are right there in front of us. So, fellas, I know at the end of the day, I know you guys are happy with where we are. Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely. Winning win it beats losing any day. And for us to be 8-1, and one, you know, and, and at the top of the conference and two wins away um, from really achieving some of the goals that we set forth at the beginning of the season, man, I'm proud of the coaching staff. I'm proud of the team. Um, and more importantly, I'm proud of the JSU family because right now we've been yearning for a winner and we got one now. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Uh, I got my eyes on the next game as well as knowing that what's ahead of us is something that we hadn't done since 1996. So I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic right now. Which is, for those who may not know, since 1996? Well, just go sweep through the SWAT conference. There you have it. Two games away, baby. I believe. That'll do it for episode 204 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag Pack the Vet. Hashtag Get Well Coach Prime. Hashtag The I Love.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.